Hello everyone, you are listening to the very first podcast from the Telford and Reakin support group. Hello, my name is Daryl Troon, I'm the current group lead and we hope that you become a regular listener to our monthly series. My name is Mike Carter and with Daryl we will be producing this series of podcasts. Each month we will be bringing you information for the following weeks of the diary to keep you up to date. We will discuss a topic that we feel is either relevant, newsworthy, of interest to you and as a subject that has been raised by another member. There will be some months when an invited speaker will discuss with us a subject that they have more specialised knowledge of. Finally, we will give you, the members, the opportunity to nominate people who deserve a mentioning for having carried out a special task, organised an event in the Telford and Reakin Parkinson's support group without reward, also anyone celebrating an anniversary or birthday. And uh, I think we must make a disclaimer that please remember that the opinions given are those experienced by the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of Parkinson's UK. Always consult with your PD specialist in relation to symptoms and medication issues. The information given is correct on the day of publishing. Here's some dates for your diary. November, Friday the 20th, 1pm, speech therapy with Natalie via Zoom. Friday 27th, 5pm, physio with Cathy via Zoom. Watch your email inbox for the Zoom links for these events. Today's topic is the reason for the podcast. And I'd just like to ask you, Michael, how did you arrive at the idea for a podcast? It was during the first lockdown that I thought that it would be much more personal to be able to hear a friendly voice that you had not spoken to for some time. And although it is easy to say, just pick up the phone. It's not always that easy, especially when you are not in touch that often. Remember, the support group gives members the chance to see and talk to people that only see one another from one month to the next, but nevertheless enjoy being a member of a group of people with similar problems and issues and knowing that the group still exists is a comfort to most people. I see. Now, do you got any prior knowledge to podcasting before this, Michael? No, not really, Daryl. It was one of those things that I just thought of at the spur of the moment. But together we've managed to put together this production, which I hope the members membership will support and enjoy. Daryl, have you yeah. found it an interesting journey in producing this? I have found it. It's very interesting. It's a bit more complicated than I imagined. Tell me, what are the aims and purposes of the podcast? Well, simply to offer information on any subject that we find applicable to the members and topics that they may raise themselves or concerns that they have. Hopefully, we will be able to promote this interaction 
and provide information on things that are happening within the group, especially when we are able to meet normally again. And Michael, could you tell me, do you have a philosophy about Parkinsonism? Yes, Daryl, I do, and that is to always be as positive and as active as I can, simply because people affected by Parkinson's don't understand the problems that a Parkinson's sufferer goes through unless they are directly affected by the disease, which, excluding the medical profession, I include husbands, wives, carers, who of course may be both. But even someone as close as this can't always follow the emotions of someone that has an illness that steals away their life without them knowing, and at a different rate to others that are suffering the same. To say the least, it's a very complex illness that results in the same ending, unfortunately. But enough of that, the one thing I said earlier is that I have always looked to remain as positive as I can and be as active as possible. And this is where the podcast may be of help to some of our members. Wouldn't it be nice on occasions when you're feeling good yourself if you were able to share a little of that with other members of the group? It may only be to say thank you for a kindness that someone else has expressed to you or to share a funny incident or even an embarrassing one if it comes to that to just lift the spirits of a member having a down day. And don't forget the carers and partners. They suffer just the same having to put up with our no, I don't need any help or I can do it myself and now I haven't forgotten. For those parkies that have been used to being in control all of their life, it comes as a shock when they have to concede to the fact that someone else is in, con- is in charge of the accelerator and brake pedals because you can steer yourself in the direction you want to go but your Parkinson's will determine when and how quickly you get there. Thank you for that, Michael. We'll now hear from John Coventry regarding the early detection of Parkinson's disease. Thank you. Hello everyone. In this first podcast, I have some information about early detection of Parkinson's. We all probably have an experience of our initial diagnosis being uncertain or just wrong. Perhaps that was a relief at the time, perhaps the opposite. In the developed world, the diagnosis in primary care 
that is in this country, the GP surgery, is still between 50% and 35% wrong. This can make the shock of eventually getting the correct diagnosis worse. Recently, there's been advance in methods of early, accurate detection of Parkinson's. One idea for people already suspected of neurological problems is to take cerebrospinal fluid samples that show products of neurons breaking down or <clears throat> antibodies produced from inflammation resulting in neurons dying. The experience of spinal puncture is unpleasant and could put people off voluntary testing. So there are other methods being developed more recently. Uh, the more favoured ones are blood samples from people who are suspected of having a risk of Parkinson's, such as sleep disturbance. A very up-to-date idea is to use human brain cells engineered from human stem cells derived from people suspected of being at risk and examine how inflammation affects these brain cells. Now, we might think of inflammation showing a bit red or having a spot. In fact, it is a highly complicated system of body defense. All these might be developed into reliable diagnostic markers. And if so, the accuracy of diagnosis will be enormously improved. This raises the question, can present day health systems afford them for large scale screening? I don't think so. Even so, the question is still there. Does early detection of Parkinson's make a difference? The common effect of diagnosis is a very disturbing experience. When a diagnosed sufferer comes to know more detail about Parkinson's disease, there's very often a sense of despair with the realization that considerable damage has already happened and that no cure is available. The ability to take a proactive approach to the disease from the earliest stage uh, would allow sufferers to lessen the impact on their ability to work and to live independently. So most of the many people of Parkinson's that I've made contact with strongly support the development of early screening and detection methods. So what is the situation today? Parkinson's is still much more likely to be noticed in the first place by clinical signs, shaking, typing speed, copying patterns in smaller versions and smaller manuscript when handwriting. Perhaps one day in wealthier times, screening will be available, but not likely yet. Uh, there is a saying in the USA, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Perhaps we should make more fuss. Well, this is the final part of our podcast for this month and would like to thank our guest speaker, Mr John Coventry, for his contribution of the early detection of Parkinson's.
We will be looking forward to hearing from our members in the coming weeks and also looking forward to producing another issue around the middle of the month. You can contact us either through the Facebook page of Telford and Reekin Parkinson's support group or if you want to email us direct it's uppercase T-A-W-P-S-G dot uppercase P lowercase O-D-C-A-S-T at mail dot com Thank you and goodbye.